Hello and welcome to the latest Clear Cruise podcast. This week we headed up to Manchester for the very first Adventure and Expedition Forum, where we were joined by a number of guest speakers, including presenter and wildlife photographer Patrick Ayi. And I was lucky enough to sit down with him to talk about his life working with travel agents, as well as his experiences working with TV legend Sir David Attenborough. Enjoy. Uh, for, for anybody that uh, is new to what I do, my name is Patrick. I am a wildlife TV presenter. I've worked in wildlife, uh, in the wildlife TV industry for about 10 years now. I started out uh, five years behind the camera's uh, production, started out as a runner, um, getting teas and coffees for producers, <laughs> even though I had a degree in molecular biology, my wow. parents were not too pleased <laughs> with that. But, um, but I had a vision, I had a goal, I knew I wanted to work in, in the TV industry and specifically within science and wildlife. Um, so yeah, managed to work my way up from runner to researcher, assistant producer uh, over the course of about five years. And then I, uh, through kind of working on the, uh, on the side and, and um, pursuing other avenues, which I managed to get my big break in uh, and 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 got a what's called a screen test, right. which is where they essentially going kind to of test you, give you the opportunity to to present a short five minute, ten minute clip, and it kind of went from there. And I landed my first series, which was called Super Senses: The Secret Power of Animals. So that's kind of where my my journey in a in a very short truncated um, uh, description um, kind so of came what about. Was the, um... What, what made you want to go into, into TV? Because, you know, like you said, you know, you've got a degree in molecular biology, like to make the jump then mm. to, to go to TV, yeah. like it must have been quite terrifying. It's not the most stable of jobs. Uh, many people who work in, TV, in the TV industry are freelancers. So that's the scary part. And even now it, that, that doesn't change. Um, I decided that I wanted to work I decided that was going to be the, the job or the role for me because I, I always had a passion for science and understanding how things worked and just had a curious mind. Um, but then I also loved getting up on stage and performing. So right. acting, dancing, theatre, that kind of stuff was always also part of who I was, who I am. It's part of my yeah. makeup. Um, and I remember leaving university and thinking in, in a way that I wasn't necessarily prepared for. I realized, wow, this is this is the first time when you leave university. That's the first time you're out of this kind of molly coddled, you know, uh, funneled. You know, you yeah. start at nursery, you go through the educational system. And, and if you keep on going until uh, through to, to university, that, that when you leave, that's the when you really real life kind of hits you in the face. And so, yeah, quite literally. And so I, I, I realized, wow, the, the job that I decided to do is going to determine what my life looks and feels like. Um, and so I thought, you know, how am I going to make the most out of these opportunities? I want to have a job that I actually love and enjoy. So I just started out with thinking, what are my passions? Science and performing. And so I was like, okay, well, presenting in science or wildlife would be kind of makes sense but then it was like all about reverse engineering that process and also thinking about the fact that do I enjoy TV and the answer is yes I used to watch TV all the time as a kid from live and kicking you know um, Saturday night uh, Saturday day, daytime TV uh, tomorrow's world Fresh Prince of Bel-Air uh, Attenborough shows so TV in itself was a medium that I 
really enjoyed. So, um, yeah, that's, that's why I got involved in it. And it's allowed me to travel all around the world and, and meet, not only see incredible wildlife, but also meet incredible people. Well, yeah, and you got to share a lot of that today. Yeah. Segue. Yeah. Uh, so we're here at, in Manchester for the um, Expedition and Adventure Forum. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you, you definitely captivate people by talking about your experiences. <laughs> uh, with your terrifying experience with a bird flying between your legs, which sounds very interesting out of context. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, working with... That's right, yeah, so David Attenborough. Yeah. Um, what was... Uh, what was it like taking to the stage today? Because how different was it to when you joined us in Dublin last mm. year? Oh, I see. Okay, so yeah, I was with you guys for uh, at Dublin. That was November. Yeah, the, the, the event today is 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 about. I suppose there's two themes: expeditions, expeditions, and adventure. And I just thought it'd be really cool just to share some of my own personal experiences of what it's like filming wildlife because it inherently has an adventure or expedition element to it, uh, even though that's not necessarily the, the main theme or purpose of why we're going. We're going to film animals um, or to film uh, landscapes, uh, wildlife, but it's certainly, you know, we, we've had some really incredible experiences. We've had, we've had some really incredible experiences. Um, just to kind of recap for those people that weren't here today, uh, three of the, uh, the, the stories that I shared, one was having a peregrine falcon fly through my legs. Uh, yes, I think, everyone, I think everyone sort of... Uh, a sharp intake of breath. Yeah. yeah, putting um, the jewels on the line, putting the crown jewels on the line. Uh, <laughs> that was amazing. That was in Wales, working with a guy called Lloyd Buck. Um, who's a, a, a well-known expert bird handler and falconer. The second was one of my smelliest, but probably one of the best experiences I've had. And I always tend to tell that story. It was when I got sprayed in the face by a skunk. Oh, again, uh, I think you could hear the winces. You can. Uh, it smelled like burning garlic and burning rubber combined. <laughs> it's a smell that stays with you for a long time because it takes, it breaks the, this, the compounds that this musk is made out of take a long time to break down. Um, How long did you have to smell like skunk? It was uh, for the first, the, mo- the most intense amount of smell was probably for about a day, maybe two, and then probably another week where it's slowly, <laughs> slowly. And because of the, 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 the makeup of the compounds, when you, when it gets wet is when it, it, it seems like it, when it gets wet, it gets more, it becomes reactivated. So oh. you think that you're fine and you get into the shower and you're like, yeah. man, this is, this smells come back. So yeah, that was, um, I that was, you were popular on the plane ride. Yeah, not too popular. <laughs> or with my housemates when I got back home. Oh my God. Um, and then the final clip I showed was a, a video clip of me in what I describe as the, the equivalent of a shark cage but for lions, um, with me in the cage, not the lion. And that was at a conservancy, um, a lion conservancy run by a chap called Kevin Richardson. He's a big cat conservationist. He's an awesome guy, really cool. And he, it was a pleasure to, to, he he let us uh, uh, join him on the conservancy where he's got about, I think 20 or 30 um, lions. He's raised them all from like cubs so he can interact with them physically. If you, if you haven't seen this, this is like, this is like biblical proportion, yeah, like amazing. type, you know, like Daniel in the lion's den, that story yeah. from the Bible, it's like real. So all you need to do is go onto YouTube and type in Kevin Richardson. 
and that's it. That will blow your mind away if you haven't seen that before. But really, um, people should be going on YouTube and typing in Patrick Ike. <laughs> they should be. Um, I am yet to launch my own YouTube channel. Um, I'm still filming content for that. But if people want to find uh, out more about what I do and follow my journey, hop onto Instagram, Patrick underscore A-R-Y-E-E on Instagram. You can find me on uh, Facebook and, and on uh, Twitter. For me, it's all about um, adventures, uh, wildlife, uh, and travel and it's really exciting to be at an event like this because this is I see a really interesting untapped market within the travel industry which doesn't tend to interact with the wildlife industry and the same vice versa the wildlife industry doesn't tend to interact with the right. travel industry but I've been watching a lot of youtubers particularly uh, travel uh, bloggers um, influencers content creators and when I see what they're doing I'm like this is an, I'm, I'm getting inspired by them and so being able to see what they're doing and think, how can I learn from them, uh, but then also use my own skill sets to create engaging content. And that's what, for me, this, that, that's why I'm really here, is, yeah. is because I see this really interesting interplay between travel, adventure, uh, expeditions, and wildlife. Uh, and there's something really exciting that is going to come out of each of those different sectors. What's next for me is that I am continuing to find new ways to work with different brands, um, and be it in the travel industry, some brands which may be in the clothing industry. Uh, one uh, brand in particular I've got my eye on is Patagonia. They've got a great track record when it comes to conservation and, and having a, a strong brand when it comes to having a product or products that are eco-friendly and, and uh, what you might say, um, being conscious about the impact that they have on the planet. Um, I, I, I feel like I'm really privileged and lucky to be able to tell amazing stories. Mm. And the way that I was talking, I alluded to this a little bit on stage, because of the internet and the way that we can communicate now, we're in a really fortunate position where someone like, say, Patagonia or Clear or Penant or Nat Geo, anyone or Travel Weekly can say, you know, we want to sponsor a wildlife travel documentary type vlog or YouTube channel or podcast. Um, and so that's what, what I'm doing at the moment. I'm, I, I, I was working with Wanderlust magazine back in July um, to promote the uh, Fort Myers. This time last year, I was working with a, cons uh, with a wildlife conservancy called Olpegeta in Kenya, talking about the last two northern white rhinos that are left in existence that, that live at that uh, conservancy. So working with wildlife charities. In April, I'm heading off to Guyana in association with the Guyana Tourism Authority. So it's looking at different opportunities and working with completely different um, partners and, and brands to, to kind of find a common goal, which is people love to travel, people want a sense of adventure, and people are becoming far more conscious of our impact on the planet, and they're really excited when you get wildlife and animals involved. So that's that's pretty much what I'm doing. I'm trying to take the, the lessons that I've learned from working with the BBC and Sky and offer those services up to commercial brands. Well, we look forward to seeing more of your stories in the future. Sounds great. Patrick, thank you so much for joining us. Thank, thank you very much for having me. And that's all from us this week. Did you join us in Manchester for our adventure and expedition forum? What did you make of Patrick's presentation? Let us know across social media by using the hashtag ClearPod. And as always, thanks for listening. My name's Toby Cruz. 
and I'll see you again next week. Until then, happy cruising.